Welcome back, finally, to the YEGMS podcast. I um, I need to apologize for the delay in uh, getting another episode out. I could make a bunch of excuses, but I'm not going to. What I can say is that I've been extraordinarily busy over the last uh, month and a half, two months since the last time I recorded. And the reason for it's quite simple. I just had a really busy schedule. I, I switched jobs in December. And I had, I've been basically traveling for the better part of the last month uh, all over Western Canada. I've been in Vancouver, Whistler, Penticton, Calgary, etc., etc. In addition, I've had some other things, things going on that are more related to uh, MS. Um, I hope now that things have settled down, I'm going to get back into a regular routine and... and uh, and get more consistent again. I think I've done this in the past, and regular listeners would know. <laughs> you know, sometimes I go through through breaks. Um, you know, but I can say this: it hasn't been anything to do with MS. I haven't uh, had any new symptoms or anything like that. In fact, uh, I'm probably feeling better right now than I have in 20 years. Um, so no complaints that way. Well, where should I start? Well, first of all, we talk about some of the travel I've been doing. So my job is I'm, a, uh, I'm the Western Canadian rep uh, for Romano again. We manufacture parking and access control and, and, and security camera systems. And that's taken me you know, on the road quite a bit over the last month. And but it's also taken me some places where I've, got, you know, I've been, had an opportunity to uh, get some interesting runs in and, and, and do some uh, um, some fun stuff. For example, I had to go to a trade show in Whistler, and my wife came with me. Uh, she stayed, we, we just we left a little bit early. We stayed over the weekend, made a weekend out of it, and then she left on the Monday, and I had to stay for a couple extra days to do the trade show. And then one day we, we hiked up to the top of, well, I shouldn't say we hiked all the way up. We took the gondola up, almost to the peak of Whistler Mountain. And then there's about a two-kilometer hike up to the peak, which was, like, phenomenal. And the coolest thing is the the road going up to the peak, uh, they must have some sort of tank-like plow or something that does it because they managed to keep the road up clear because uh, there's still a lot of snow up there. And I'll, I'll put some pictures in the companion notes on the own Multiple Sclerosis website so you can see them. So you're walking up this road, this gravel road, but there's these ice walls on the side, and they have to be 15 to 20 feet high. You know, you kind of, kind of makes you want. You know, it was kind of reminiscent of, of Empire Strikes Back when they're in that ice base, except for they're like 15 to 20 feet high as compared to maybe nine or 10 feet high. Um, really cool. And then we went and did the. You can once you get up there, you can take. The gondola up to the t- near the top of Whistler, and from there you can take a gondola across to the top of Blackcomb Mountain, um, which was for somebody like me who doesn't isn't thrilled about heights. It'd be the the nicest way to put it. You're basically just on a cable for like I don't know. It's got to be two or three clicks, and there's not like you know from one peak of a mountain to another. Um, the people in our in our car could tell that uh, I was pretty nervous, 
Um, and this one lady started making fun of me, but I was being a big baby, so, you know, things happen. Uh, and then I got to spend some time in Penticton, was that last week? And while I was there, uh, I got to do some running along Lake Okanagan. And for my, Ameri- for my listeners in the U.S. that may not be familiar with these places, just uh, look them up on uh, Google Earth and... Um, Okanagan Lake is beautiful, and, and Penticton's beautiful. It's this small city that's in between Lake Okanagan and Lake Skaha. And there's this channel you can tube in between the two lakes where you can tube down. And I hadn't been back to Penticton in about 30 years last time I was there. Uh, I actually went to hockey school there in, like, 1991 and 92, so maybe a little less than 30 years. Uh, but it was great. I mean, it was great to be able to go to places like that and run some different terrain and, and get in shape. The other thing, it's official. I've announced that I'm going to be doing the really long run to NMS again. It's going to make a comeback in tw- May of 2019. This time, it's going to be a run from Fort Saskatchewan, which is a suburb of Edmonton, to Devon, which is another sub- suburb of Edmonton, through the River Valley. And again, for... Any listeners out there that aren't familiar with Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and the surrounding area, we have this beautiful river valley that runs through the the center of the city, and Fort Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan's on one end of that, and and Devon's on the other end. Um, I haven't measured it yet. Uh, my roughly, I think it's going to be around 100 kilometers. Uh, I'm excited about it because I've really fallen in love with trail running over the past number of years since I did the first the first two really long runs um, and doing ultra marathons in places like Camor and Kamloops and, and even one near here, near near closer to home in Edmonton. And it'll be nice not to be running on the highway, not being in traffic, not being on the asphalt. And then the trees and that will give some, if it's a hot day, you know, there'll be some shade. And it's also easier on your joints and that to run on trail than it is versus running on asphalt. So that's going to be really cool. And actually, was it last week or the week before? I don't even remember. My days are all messed up right now. But uh, I was actually on the radio on Cruise, Cruise 95 uh, FM here in Edmonton on the locker room. And they invited me on to talk about it, uh, even though we have a year. And it sounds like it's going to be kind of a regular, more of a regular thing. Like maybe once a month where I'll be on to ch- chat about my training and all that stuff. If anyone listening wants to be part of the really long run, what it is, it's an ultramarathon, ultramarathon distance, but I'm the only one who runs it. I mean, I shouldn't say the only one. The first two, the first year I ran the whole distance and then I had support runners uh, coming, meeting me along the way and they'd run for 5, 10, maybe, you know, 15 or 20. Some of them ran like up to 20 kilometers with me. And they'd kind of start and go and start and go as I'm running along the route. The first two were was from Leduc, Alberta to Devon, uh, Leduc, Alberta to Camrose, Alberta, along the highway. And so they would meet me along the way and we'd pick up a support runner, drop off a support runner, pick one up, drop one off. Which was really nice because it kept it fresh for me. I, and, you know, the really cool part about that is both years uh, I met people along the route that I'd never met before. They'd either gotten a hold of somebody I knew or, or my mom or someone and, and wanted to be part of it. 
Um, that was a really, that's one of the coolest things about the really long run and, the, and my want to do it again. I mean, it's great to raise money for the MS Society. It's great uh, to raise awareness um, and all that stuff's fantastic, but it's the people that I've met along the way that really make it, that's what I get out of it. That and, and uh, you know, I, I enjoy doing what people tell me are crazy distances. Um, I don't see it that way, but eh, say la vie, that's, that's the way she goes. So that, that's been announced. I'm actually going to be meeting with uh, some of the folks that want to be team members. Oh, I should mention. And then the second year that we did the really long run, uh, a gentleman by the name of Chris T. and a, and a, and a, a gal by the name of Jen Ferrance. Uh, Chris T. is a fairly well-known trainer around Edmonton. He's often on Global News and on CBC Radio in the morning. And Jen Ferentz is one of the primary organizers of the November Project, which is a free uh, exercise group that meets at various, various sites around the city uh, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They ran the whole distance with me year two. Next year, next May, uh, a really good friend of mine, Paul, who I met through my, you know, through my association with Adidas, he actually runs one of the Adidas stores. Him and I started running together, and, we became, and we've run the Canmore Grizzly Ultramarathon twice together now. Uh, we've become really, really good buddies. He's planning on running the whole 100-ish kilometers with me uh, when we go from Fort Saskatchewan to Devon. Um, and another friend of mine, Mark uh, Veerkamp, who, who's, who's actually run the, the death race, which I can't even imagine if you're not familiar with the death race. It's a little bit further north in Alberta here, and it's one of those runs that, you know, you basically go up a mountain and down a mountain, and you could be running up, you know, we're talking 18 to 24 hours kind of kind of run. So it makes anything that I do look pretty easy. Anyway, him and I, he's going to help me plan the route. So next week we're going to kind of get the team together, hopefully, if, if schedules allow, and plan out the route and, and get all that stuff. So I'm... Even though it's a year away, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I've been training. My, my training group right now is, um, I have this, there's this stretch in the River Valley where there's a bunch of stairs. And I've, I've probably talked about it on the podcast before, but I try and do five lengths of this one route. And it's a, five lengths is about eight kilometers. And over that time, it's about eight kilometers and then about, 1100 stairs and some pretty steep stairs at the same time uh, i mean i live in a prairie so it, to find a place where i can get that kind of ele elevation is important especially if i'm gonna do trail and um and then i you know it's been awesome because i've been also uh going to the gym and, and lifting weights with my wife so it's really really cool other other ms related stuff that's been going on in two weeks ago um this, this PR group out of Toronto, who I did some voiceover work for a video on MS, an animated video on MS that they're working on. They were through town with the MS virtual reality experience. For, and they were doing that on behalf of a pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company called EMB Serono. And they asked me if I'd so I, I went on uh, on the local TV with them to talk about the virtual reality experience and 
later that same day, there was a an event at the Windspear, so the general public could come in and try this VR experience. And, and I should preface this by saying when, when I was approached by this group and I, you know, with the understanding that they were being funded by a pharmaceutical company, I want to make it clear that I was not paid. So this is not a paid endorsement for any MS drug. I, I, I would never offer an endorsement for, for a drug. Um, and the bottom line is because you can't, everybody's, it's so different for everyone, I couldn't guarantee that anything specific would work for, for you or anyone else. And I just think ethically there's an issue there. So anything I did for as far as the voiceover and all that, that was all done, uh, you know, volunteer. And as far as the, you know, going on TV with them and going, you know, to this event to show off their, their virtual reality, virtual reality Again, that was done, I was not paid for it, or, and I'm not being paid to speak about it right now. So I want to make that 100% uh, clear. Uh, and when they approached me about it, I, I wanted to make that clear, is that, that I wouldn't give an endorsement for any sort of pharmaceutical that they might be offering. And they were completely cool with that, so I was happy to be involved. And I'm happy that I got a chance to be involved because the virtual reality experience was really cool. And the reason why it was really cool is the whole virtual reality experience was, was, was based around trying to get people without MS to try and understand what it's like for somebody who, who lives with MS. And I, I'm sure it's similar for, for most of you listening who have MS in, in, in so far as it's hard to explain to people who don't have it what's going on with you. And it's, you know, if you have a more a severe form of MS, uh, you know, like a you know, like a progressive form of MS, where maybe you're walking with a walker, you're in a wheelchair, or even you know, uh, more more progressive than that. It's it's easier for somebody who doesn't live with that to understand because the the disease is is visual. You can see it. There's a wheelchair. There's a walker. There's but when you're relapsing where meaning like me and, and others to meet me you'd never know and you know when I'm running stairs and doing this stuff you'd never know I don't think anyone would ever guess that you know there was something amiss and I even know in my in my in my home life and in my family life it's never intentional, but sometimes my wife or my kids, uh, and even my extended family, they forget, right? So when I'm having a fatigue day, how do you explain that to somebody? When you just can't find a word, how do you explain that to somebody? When, you know, your wife tells you something, And reminds you like a half an hour later and you com it's completely gone. Like it just didn't even register. Again, how, how do you explain that? I mean, if you're like with me and you've got tinnitus and, you've always, and, and you're hearing imbalance and all these different things. I mean, I could go through the list and, and, and take up the rest of this episode. But 
I think I think my point's made, and I and I what I found about this virtual reality experience is that they got it. I mean, it would be enough for somebody to go, oh, okay, I get it now. So when you're in, so they put these goggles on you, and it's basically you know it's a narrated sort of tour of your brain, and it's showing, okay, well when this particular like ocular neuritis happens, or tinnitus happens, or uh, memory loss or any of that stuff, when any of that stuff happens, this is what's going on. And then in the virtual reality, in the goggle, they try and immerse you in an experience that would give you a similar feeling or at least something where you could relate to what somebody with MS experiences. I know Edmonton was the last stop on the tour. Um, but if you see, or if you're in Canada and you, and you see it, because I know they're planning on, on doing another tour with it, um, and you're curious, I'd stop by. Uh, I'm actually going to reach out to them and see if I can get a copy of this thing, because they just had like an Android smartphone. They popped it into, uh, you know, a pretty high-end, what's that? I can't remember, again, here, here we go, right? I can't remember off the top of my head, but that, um, those really expensive virtual reality glasses you can get not the cheap ones like i have but there's a really you know really expensive pair and yeah i it, it was cool and and um fortunately you know my mom got a chance to see it my kids got a chance to see it um and it was just it was pretty cool uh, i think that's all the ms for, oh yeah and then my dad um my dad finished the ms bike tour uh, on on Sunday, they had brutal weather again. Uh, it seems like it's the same day every year for the MS bike tour from Leduc to Camrose. Uh, but he made it, and uh, you know, I got asked, "Did you did you feel bad that you didn't do it, man?" <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. I uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, I. Uh, I've run it, I've ridden it five times, and now I've decided that between running to raise money for the MS Society and doing the MS Bike Hinton ride every year, that, that, that's, that's enough. And the, the reason why I like the MS Hinton ride versus the Leduc, it's, it's on a mountain bike, you go up a mountain, you come down a mountain. Um, that's what I grew up doing as a kid. Grew up, do, grew up doing as a kid. So I just enjoy the heck of it out of that one. And I will be doing it again this September. So what else is going on? I should also mention diet. I, uh, I know I mentioned previously, I think it was on the last, I think the last one I recorded was called uh, Losing Weight Eating Bacon. My buddy Danny and I did start that podcast. I think we're three episodes in. We had about a month gap here because of all my travel. I'm hoping to record one this weekend. Good news is, last time I talked to him, which is going back a couple of weeks now, he was already down 13 pounds and 2 inches. Now, what Dan's done is so far is he's eliminated a lot of the junk food he was eating. He's eating, I would, I would call what doing his diet lazy paleo. Um... And he's doing fantastic, and, and he's doing a little bit of walking, but this is primarily through diet. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention my father. So 
take a step back, and I may mention, and I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but my dad, or sorry, I started on sort of a, a ketogenic diet, what I would call a lazy ketogenic diet, uh, back in October. My buddy Paul, who I mentioned previously from, from the Adidas store, he showed up in Canmore at the Grizzly, and I don't, I'd been about a month, month and a half since, I, since I'd seen him, and he had noticeably lost weight. And I asked him if he was sick, and he said no. Told me what he was doing. And I, and as I've mentioned previously, I mean, all the running I, 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 I've done, you would think that I, I would lose more weight than I have. But uh, So I started on that in October. Since that time, I'm down two pant sizes. Uh, and uh, I shaved my beard, and it's... The, tr the change is dramatic enough that my mother-in-law didn't recognize me the last time she saw me. Now, I should preface it. We, we rent a cabin at, at uh, Pigeon Lake every summer for the whole summer, and I just finished putting out the dock. And my mom and I were sitting on the end of the dock on chairs, and my mother-in-law had walked down to the beach and decided to come out and say hi to my mom, but she had no idea who my mom was talking to. Well, it was me. And my mother-in-law, it took her a second to realize it was me when she was like a few feet away from me. And it happened again yesterday. I hadn't seen, my wife is an acupuncturist and we were changing over kids and I was grabbing my son, but he had to pee so he went into the clinic. And the lady that owns the clinic, I hadn't, I hadn't seen her in probably a year, didn't recognize me. And... My wife asked me this morning, she said, you know, does that creep you out? And I said, no, it makes you, yeah, it's not, not the worst thing in the world. Um, so it has been dramatic. And then my dad, so anyway, my dad, separate from me, I would mentioned to him, because he has a sleep apnea mask, and, you know, he's, a, he's 60, he's, he's in his mid-60s, and he, he, he'd admitted, I mean, I'm not saying he wouldn't admit, he, he's got some, some weight to lose. And I've been mentioning it to him, but he's pre-diabetic, so he went to his doctor, and I, I've never met his doctor, but I love her, because she prescribed the ketogenic diet to him to help with the diabetes and, and that. And the last time he had his blood work done, his cholesterol was really high. Now, this is where it gets counterintuitive. So he goes on a high-fat, low carbohydrate, low-sugar diet, gets blood work done two months later. His doctor gets the blood work back, and his cholesterol is perfect on a high-fat diet. Like, this is so counterintuitive to the way we've been taught, but that's what happened. And his cholesterol was so good, his, doc her, his doctor asked him, are you on Lipitor? And that's a cholesterol medication. But how could he... Be, how could he be? And it's crazy that she even asked the question because she would have had to prescribe it. But she was just like so blown away by how much his cholesterol had come down that she, you know, <laughs> basically was like, are you getting black market, you know, cholesterol meds or whatever? And... You know, it's, it's really, really nice to see. Like, it's really, 
it just made me feel really good. Uh, not, I mean, she's the one who told him, but like, she was the one who convinced him to go on it. But it gave me um, some confidence that what I'm doing is correct. Like, I had a physical about a month and a half ago, and I still have to get, still have to get my blood work done. I just haven't found the time. But when I was in there, my pulse was perfect. My weight was just a little bit high. Uh, like she said, you, you've got about 10 pounds to lose, which considering not that long ago, I had 50 to lose. I mean, you know, it's, uh, that's pretty good. But my pulse was perfect. You know, blood pressure was good. All that stuff was good. And, um, you know, this is all anecdotal. This is all subjective. Uh, you know, you, you have to look into it yourself. Um, you can, you can find this stuff on, on YouTube and online from guys like Dr. Permalder and Ketosis and Ketogenic. And, uh, you know, there's enough, there's enough information out there. But I, if, you're, if that's something that interests you, I, I re definitely recommend looking into it. Uh, this is, this is going to be a shorter episode of the day. I'm just going to do the 27 minutes, just, uh, you know, the, the MSME radio length that, uh, that they give me. Um, and then I'll get back into longer episodes uh, ne next week. Uh, to all my listeners, um, thanks for your patience. <clears throat> I apologize uh, for the for the the lapse. It was unintentional. It was just the reality of it. And when you uh, have a podcast that gets listened to listened to by several hundred people and not several thousand people, there's no money in it. So I have to you know I have to stop to earn a living. Uh, so I have to pay attention to, uh, to my employment. Anyways, that's all my time for episode number 38. I, untitled at this time. <laughs> uh, titled to be added after I finish recording this. As always, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me anytime at sean, S-E-A-N, at ownmultiplesclerosis.com. You can find Own Multiple Sclerosis on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter at ownms.com. See you later.